Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on 970 WDAYM 93.1 FM. Good afternoon, Nolan. How was your weekend? It was quite well. I went to it, so I'm pretty. Uh, I'm sitting pretty good right now. Uh, well, you're, uh, well, well, I don't want to say. I, I guess I don't care. I read the books. So I don't care about spot. Did you like it? Was it good? I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I was very impressed good. with it. And I've read the book too. And uh, obviously, a few changes were made just because they have to do that for theatrical yeah, reasons. Yeah, I mean that's just. And I'm know, not one of those guys going that's going to complain medium. about it, but I mean, just, it was, I said right. this morning, it was just nonstop. Like there, it, you were, there was something going on every second of that movie. I loved it. Well, good. It certainly performed well at the box office. Absolutely. Did very, very well. Um, I, uh, I ended up, you know, we talked about on this show previously that, that moviepass.com thing, yeah. nine ninety nine a month and you go to all the movies you want. I got my card. Oh, got it. Got it on Friday. And so I went to the movie, uh, worked beautifully I, there were some people who were calling in asking how it worked uh worked fantastic okay um, i uh I, I i went to the theater and it's basically a two-step process i went and uh i stopped for about 30 seconds outside the theater and i you know, had to check in on the app to what movie i was going to see uh that took you know 15 seconds or so and then i walked it just said go up and pay for your movie so i took my card up bought the ticket no problems at all right on was it so what movie did you go see I ended up going to see uh, Baby Driver. Oh, okay. I've been wanting to see it, and it was almost out of the theater. So yeah, I, I, I wanted to see that. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna see it maybe later this week. Now that I have this card, <laughs> and I can just go when I want. <laughs> just do whatever you um, want. Yeah, I, but I wanted I wanted to see Baby Driver. That was excellent, by the way. Okay. If you haven't seen it, or maybe going to catch it when it comes out um, on DVD or on the streaming services. Uh, great, great film. That was really a lot of fun. That's the one with uh, Kevin Spacey in it, correct? That's the, is that the one I'm thinking of? Right, Kevin right, Spacey, okay. uh, Jamie Fox. I for, I forget the name of the kid who plays the um, who plays Baby. Um, but just great movie, a lot of fun. Mute, the soundtrack was excellent, really, really good. So good film. I enjoyed it. Had a good weekend. Uh, coming up here on the show, we're going to have State Representative Marvin Nelson on. He, of course, is a, a Democrat from Rolla. He is backing an initiated measure to make some changes to workers' comp coverage in North Dakota. Uh, workers' comp in North Dakota, obviously, it's a uh, it's a state monopoly. Um, if you're doing business in the state of North Dakota, you buy workers' comp insurance from Workforce Safety and Insurance, which is sort of a a public private company uh, that's essentially owned by the state of North Dakota, and that's who you have to buy the insurance from. Uh, North Dakota does have very very low workers' comp rates. Uh, Representative Nelson's initiated measure would would make a number of changes. It would expand coverage for things like PTSD. It would also expand coverage for volunteer workers. I th- think like volunteer firefighters who get injured on the job. Um, and it would also move regulation or, or move uh, control of, of workforce safety and insurance or, or that workers comp entity in our state under the control of the state insurance commission. Essentially right now they're, they're operated, they operate independently. So some big changes there. We'll talk with him about that coming up. Uh, later in the program at one thirty, you're free to call in at any time. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Um, I saw something interesting, Nolan, in, uh, in the Fargo forum over the weekend. Uh, there were some, there are some Native American camps, some, some, some Indian sites found along the path of the Fargo Moorhead diversion. 
Uh, I'm tempted to say the embattled Fargo Moorhead diversion because right. the federal judge just put a stop to the project. Uh, it has been, you know, it's, it's controversial at the very least. Let's put it that way. Controversial project. Um, I think it's interesting because I'm, I'm reading from Patrick Springer's report here. Uh, I quote, two campsites used by prehistoric Indians for butchering animals lie in the path of the diversion channel designed to provide flood protection for Fargo-Moorhead. Uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is well aware of the sites and is hiring a firm to conduct extensive archaeological studies of the locations in consultation with area American Indian tribes. Um, what's What's interesting to me is that you compare this to the Dakota Access Pipeline fight, right? That was one of the parts of that debate over the Dakota Access Pipeline, particularly in the early going, where, you know, the idea was them them digging through this area was was obviously an area that's that's culturally, historically significant to uh, Native Americans, particularly the, the Sioux tribes. Um, you know, the idea was is that, you know, the pipeline was going to disturb graves, it was going to disturb artifacts, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that was a big part of the justification for the protests we saw, the, the violent protests, the often unlawful protests, blocking highways, lighting bulldozers on fire, instigating conflict with law enforcement. That was part of the justification for all that, is that the pipeline company was going to destroy these things. Um, which, uh, frankly, was was bogus. The pipeline company, much like the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, uh, you know, planned their route to, to try to, you know, avoid historically significant areas. As a matter of fact, through the disp- disputed area near the Standing Rock Indian Reservation, uh, the pipeline actually ran through an existing industrial corridor where there was already an existing pipeline, a gas pipeline. There's already existing power line because that's one of the ways – we minimize the impact of that sort of infrastructure on the landscape as we try to, you know, identify corridors and then run as much of it through these corridors as possible. The Dakota Access Pipeline was running through one of those corridors alongside an existing pipeline through this disputed area. So, you know, a lot of the claims that, you know, you, you can run into artifacts or, or whatever on just about any construction anywhere. I mean, this, you know, there's a lot of this stuff out there, but, you know, the idea that, that the pipeline company was just going to run roughshod over this stuff is is baloney. As a matter of fact, at one point, uh, you know, they they actually you know ran across some stone cairns. Uh, they they identified the cairns. They identif- they notified the North Dakota Historical Society, and they approved a route change to go around where those things were were found. So they were they were sensitive to that, but yet we saw these violent protests. And I guess that's my question: is is now that the Fargo Moorhead diversion, uh, you know. We know that it's gonna it's it's gonna run through these these two prehistoric campsites. Are we gonna see the same sort of violent, reactionary protests that we saw during the Dakota Access Pipeline? And I think the answer to that is probably no. And I think the reason why is because what was driving a lot of the Dakota Access protests wasn't really concern over Native American artifacts or anything like that. It was just environmental zealots who hate oil, who wanted to kill the pipeline. Because if, if there was consistency of thought, if there was consistency, consistency in attitude about protecting Native American artifacts and, and protecting Native American you know, culturally significant areas, which, by the way, I'm all in favor of protecting and preserving, if there was consistency of thought, consistency in attitude, then the people who attacked the Dakota Access Pipeline project 
would now be attacking the Fargo-Moorhead Diversion Project. Now, they're not gonna, because it's really about oil and just opposition to oil development. That's really what it's about. Love to hear what you think. 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back, Rob. Report on night 70 WDAY AM 93.1 FM. Email talk at WDAY.com. You know, I, I don't ask a lot for people, right? I, I'm, I'm typically fine, you know, disagreeing with people. I, I'm not. I, I think a lot of the problem people have when we talk about politics or religion or social issues or, or, or any of these, these sticky topics that can be difficult to discuss with friends and neighbors and relatives and whatnot I, I I think a lot of the problem people have is that they it's hard to accept that somebody disagrees with them, right? They go in thinking that you're going to change people's mind, and I've I don't really care if I change people's mind or not, right? I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be persuasive and when I'm my arguments, and I'm gonna try to articulate a, a position and, and and try to convince people, but you can't get mad about it because some people are just gonna feel the way they feel. They're just not gonna see the world the way you see it, and that's okay. Right. I, I, I think the goal in our society should be to allow people to generally just live their lives the way they want to live them and, and just make a lot of those disputes moot. So that we don't have to fight with each other about them. We're going to have to fight about some of them because we're going to live together. But ultimately, just just let people live the way they want to live. Right. That's I'm a very live and let live sort of guy. But the one thing I have a hard time tolerating in people is, is hypocrisy. Right. Where they are not consistent within their own school of, of beliefs and thoughts. And I guess that's what, in the first segment, I was talking a little bit about, you know, the, the Fargo-Moorhead diversion. We've, we've got people over, uh, you know, protesting the End Bridges Line 3 pipeline, you know, Native American tribes. we got Native American tribes. We had them here in North Dakota protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline. Uh, we see them protesting these pipelines all over the country uh, as if as if those are the only sort of construction projects we do that disturb the earth and run through, you know, historically significant areas for Native Americans and things like that, as if pipelines were the only problem. And yet we're all the time. We're building power lines. We're building roads. We're building wind farms. We're building solar farms. We're doing all sorts of stuff, all sorts of construction all over the place. And in all of those projects, we have to be careful that we're preserving, you know, any any historically significant artifacts we might be coming across. You know, I, I think that's an important thing to do. I'm, I'm just marveling at the double standard, though. Like, well, well we, we can't, we got to attack this pipeline. We got to set bulldozers on fire. We got to pick fights with the cops. We got to camp out in, in and just absolutely destroy the land that we're camping out on for months on end to, to, to kill a pipeline. But a flood diversion project, oh, well, that's different. Well, they're not really. I mean, granted, yeah, one's a one's an oil pipeline and one's not. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's we're still digging up the ground, right? I mean, if 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 they meant what they said about protecting those artifacts and everything, then where are the protests for the Fargo Moorhead diversion? And by the way, I'm not saying the diversion should be protested. I don't think it should. I have confidence that the Corps is going to do what they need to do to protect anything that they find and to protect the areas that have already been identified. I'm just wondering. The political zealots that are out there, 
protesting these pipelines. Why aren't you being consistent? I, I, I think the thing is because the whole thing about the tribes and everything else is just a put on. It's really about oil. It's, it's really just about they don't want to pump oil. They want to leave oil on the ground. That's it. Uh, speaking of which, sort of related to that, North Dakota got our very first Miss America, apparently, over the weekend. You watch that, Nolan? Did you watch the pageant? I did not watch it. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, a big beauty pageant I fan actually, by any means. I actually, I actually did not know it still existed. I didn't know we were still doing. <laughs> that's the. You're like probably maybe the third or fourth person that said that today. And I, I mean, there's. I been remember. The, yeah. I mean, I remember it being a big deal when I was a kid. And I, it was probably because I grew up in a household full of sisters, and they were super into it. And it was also back when we didn't have that many TV channels, so you just kind of had to watch what was on. Right. Um, and so I remember it being a big deal back then. I haven't – and I remember Trump getting involved in it at one point. Does he still own it? I can't imagine he does, don't you think? I, I don't well, think so. Yeah. I guess I don't, I don't particularly know. I, know I guess I, I don't know either. Yeah, I, I – I thought at one at one time he definitely did, but uh, I don't I don't know if he does. So, right so the the reason why this cross, I mean, I, I think it's cool. You know, local gal make good. You know, it's cool. She's from North Dakota. She's Miss America. That's that's cool. Um, I, I guess sort of the political angle that everybody's playing up on this is that she made some comments about climate change, about pulling out of the the Paris Agreement. Yeah. Uh, here's what she said. I'm uh, quoting here from what is this from? The Associated Press. Uh, in one of her onstage interviews, Mund, and that, that's who won it, by the way, Kara Mund of Bismarck. Um, in one of her onstage interviews, Mund said Trump, a Republican, was wrong to withdraw the U.S. from the climate accord aimed at reducing greenhouse gas emissions that contribute to global warming. It's a bad decision, she said. There is evidence that climate change is existing, and we need to be at that table. Uh, meeting with reporters after winning the crown, Munn stood her ground saying she wanted first and foremost to f- give a real answer to the question. Uh, I wasn't really afraid if my opinion wasn't the opinion of my judges. She said Miss America needs to have an opinion and she needs to know what's happening in the current climate. And I I don't know. Like, And listen, I, I don't have any problem with Kara Munn's position on not particularly well stated position on climate change. Everybody's got positions about that, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with her having an opinion and everything. I'm just wondering, like, can we just acknowledge that the reason why they inject politics in this is to, is to create headlines and to get people talking about it? I mean, does anybody really? I mean, no offense to Kara Munn. Does anybody really care what Miss America thinks about climate change? Really? I mean, and, and I, I say that. I don't really care what football players think about it either. I don't really care what Hollywood celebrities think about it. I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio has any more insight into climate change than I do. Right? I mean, he hasn't he hasn't spent he's not a scientist. He's not a PhD. He hasn't and I'm not making the appeal to authority fallacy. I'm just saying the only reason his opinion counts more than than say yours or mine is because he's rich. He is famous. He gets invited to the United Nations, not because he knows what he's talking about in particular, because he's rich and he's famous and he's got the right politics. And that's it. I just, I, I just get tired of it. And it's, and it's a marketing strategy, right? I mean, the reason why they're asking the beauty queens on stage, and not to say that these aren't intelligent women, but the reason why they're asking the questions is because after the fact, it creates a stir. 
It creates some heat. It creates some controversy. And that's more attention for Miss America. That's all it is. It's a marketing strategy. Who cares? I, if there's one thing that could improve America is if we stopped caring what celebrities think about politics so much. More to come straight ahead. Marvin Nelson joins me next. We're going to talk about workers' comp and his ballot initiative. 701-293-9000, We'll be right back. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Report on 970 AM 93.1 FM. We're going to talk about workers' comp. Article in the Minot Daily News says, I quote, a proposed ballot measure would impact worker injury insurance in North Dakota. Uh, is getting a closer look, is getting closer to the day when petitions could be on the street. Uh, the article continues, Representative Marvin Nelson, a Democrat from Rolla, said supporters are working on the final language and should have a measure committee named shortly. Once those items are in place, the measure can be submitted to the Secretary of State for language approval so petitions can be circulated. Uh, among groups that, uh, continuing in the article, among groups that would be affected are volunteer first responders. Uh, the measure would change the way WSI calculates benefits of an injured volunteer to allow payment based on either covered wages or the average weekly state wage. Uh, the change is necessary because volunteers being unpaid could could receive nothing. Now, Nelson said uh, another change would ensure that if volunteer if a volunteer suffered a heart attack or a stroke within 24 hours of a call a presumption would exist uh, that the incident is related to the volunteer activity uh, along with the first responder issues the proposed WSI measure covers other matters that Nelson said have been problematic for workers uh, his efforts to make those changes legislatively have been unsuccessful because of Republican resistance he said I have state representative Marvin Nelson on with me representative Nelson how are you I'm okay. How are you today, Rob? I'm doing pretty good. Can you give us just just a, the bullet points of what this measure does? Well, uh, probably the biggest thing uh, uh, would be uh, it moves the regulation of the department away from itself and into the insurance department. Uh, right. Now, you now, know, this is the only example it, it, of an insurance company that regulates itself and its customers. You know, so and it has a monopoly. So it's basically. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, and they have a monopoly. I mean, you if you do business in North Dakota, yeah. you got to buy from WSI. Yeah, and, and they have a monopoly. And they can only be overturned in court if a reasoning mind could not have reached their conclusion. You can have preponderance of the evidence on your side. You can have clear and convincing evidence on your side. And yet, still, if they're not to the point of being irrational, you can't win. So we're going to move WS the workers workers uh, workforce safety and insurance. That's the name of the the agency, and it's yeah. it's sort of a quasi public private agency. It's it's a little bit of a weird situation. So we're going to move that under the insurance department. What else does the measure do? 
uh, it would add mental uh, mental coverage so that basically all injuries on a job would be covered. The way it is right now, mental injuries that result from mental input, uh, like uh, what happens to our first responders sometimes, what happens to convenience store clerks when somebody shoves a, a gun in their face, uh, those type of injuries, unless they're a result of a physical injury, aren't covered. Now, as the flip side of the not covered, what those workers are expected to do under the system is to sue their employer. So uh, we basically do not have an insurance system uh, that covers that. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, it, it got in the news in, in your area of the state because of Bill Holler out in, in Williston and the police department. <clears throat> Williston actually filed for him to have workers' comp cover his PTSD, thinking that it was covered. And, and it's a little strange they did because uh, their state senator sits on their city commission. And interestingly, two sessions ago, he voted that uh, first responders should have uh, uh, PTSD coverage when the Senate passed it, but then the House killed it. Uh, but to all their surprise and to surprise of a lot of other people, uh, first responders are, are not covered. No workers are covered for mental, mental injury. So we just leave it back in the purview of the lawyer supposed to sue the, the employer. And uh, that's not generally this, a this good also, idea because. Sure. Sure. You know, and I'm, right I'm just, when, just running, right running the workers down. Yeah, susceptible, run. He's supposed to file a lawsuit, you know. Yeah. Okay. And then it also impacts like volunteer firefighters. Tell us about that. Yeah. You see, the thing is, is that uh, it it depends. Now, if you're if you've got some covered WSI wages, uh, then you get benefits based on a minimum, which is like sixty five percent. Even if you don't earn. 65%. But let's say you're a true volunteer. Like, let's say a housewife is a true volunteer, uh, doesn't have any WSI wages, and is out on an ambulance call uh, rescuing somebody. Uh, and let's say that uh, she would get hit by uh, traffic going by in a, in a traffic scene. That person would have their medical covered, but they would have nothing concerning disability uh, benefits. They would get no no replacement of lost wages or anything like that. And of course, then what ends up happening is that worker and her family would absorb all this cost, you know, of of all the all the the you know losses of having having someone in the family, and it can happen to yeah. farmers. It can happen to biz, self-employed businessmen who aren't covered and stuff too. So, basically, just taking as a base. I mean, these people are subsidizing the state of North Dakota millions, millions of dollars every year with their volunteer work. And yet right. uh, what's happened, and, we, and they did have coverage based on their earnings, even if it wasn't paying into WSI at one time, but they took that away. And they took it away retroactively, too, by the way. And, well, how, and how, so, how, would you, how would you handle that, though? Because if, if you're a volunteer, I mean, my understanding is when you work, you know the the premium to, to to pay for 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 your workers comp coverage basically comes out of your paycheck um or, or not out of your paycheck but basically the employer's playing a premium but if these are volunteers how is that premium who's going to pay that premium for to cover these volunteers uh, it, it, 
It's actually very simple under our system. All those volunteers already can belong to the system, and just those volunteers are put together, and their group pays in a fixed fee for each one of those people to belong. And so if, if and, and let's understand that these are relatively rare cases, but they're devastating to the individual. But what would happen is that uh, those that pool, and only that pool, it wouldn't be something that would be out to everybody, but that pool, if, for instance, there were enough claims, might see their premiums go up slightly, and it would, it would be very slight. But it's doubtful that the pool would even need to go up in price. They just charge a, a minimal fee now and, uh, and, and stuff. So it's very neat. They're actually already separated out in the law as a group, and it would just this part would just apply to that group and and that's where any change in fees if necessary would come from just that group now what's happening is some of these departments because they don't have coverage for their people are out in the private market buying disability insurance at a much higher cost than it would be to cover these volunteers through the WSI system so it's not saving money to exclude them, and, but what happens is some volunteers are now covered with private insurance, while other volunteers are really not covered at all. And, and what community, if a volunteer in your community got injured while trying to help people in the community, what, what community would say, oh, that volunteer, just kick them to the side of the road, they don't deserve uh, any, uh, any help because, well, they, they took the risk, and, and there it is. Well, you know, it, it, I, have a, I have a hard time it, believing anybody in North Dakota is in favor of that. But let me, let me ask you this question, because I've watched these debates over, over this policy in the legislature. Uh, and indeed, when I, mm-hmm. I posted on Twitter that you were coming on, uh, one of your colleagues in the House, State Representative Roscoe Striley, tweeted back saying, uh, 50% premium dividend again, some of the best benefit and lowest rates in the nation, rate reduction uh, again, and great reserves dumbest proposal ever is what he's saying a little harsh but i I think the larger argument they're saying here is is this is going what you're calling for is an expansion of what's covered under workers comp and that is going to drive up premiums which of course is not going to be something the business community wants to hear is that something we really want for our state right now well uh, here's the thing is an injury on the job the employer is liable he can either be covered his workers through uh, workman's comp, or he can be sued. So we're not adding effectively any coverage. We're just saying that it's probably better uh, that the employee gets sure and certain relief and the employer gets immunity from lawsuit than it is to throw it all into the court system. So as far as raising costs, if you want, if you actually believe what Roscoe says, let's just get rid of WSI, and let everybody get sued. It would be a stupid proposal. And, and the thing is, is, is other states have added things like mental, mental coverage and stuff, and they don't see a huge increase in their costs. People put together false statements, things that say, oh, every mental disability is suddenly going to be covered. No, 
It has to be an injury from your work. You aren't suddenly going to have WSI yeah. paying for schizophrenia. You aren't going to have WSI paying for manic depression and stuff. It has to be an injury from your work. And they conveniently well, seem to forget that. Last, last, last question, Marvin. I, I think you know me. I'm, I'm kind of a libertarian, conservative guy. Why not just privatize this? Why not just put in a requirement like we have with auto insurance? All businesses have to have a policy that meets a certain standard. And just let them go out to the private sector and buy this insurance. Why do we have to run this as, as through the state? Uh, because it would double or triple your premiums. You know, I mean, that, that is a fundamental thing. WSI is very, uh, very efficient, and uh, the the thing is, is that uh, it, it's gone beyond efficiency to where it's actually become, in a handful of cases, an unfair uh, system. So all we're trying to do, you know, in the big scheme of things, this is not going to to change premiums hugely or anything. Uh, I mean, we are really the lowest price system in the nation, and then. They pay back like one-third of the premium, sometimes one-half of the premium to the large employers every year because they don't, uh, they don't pay it out. Plus, plus we've got over a billion dollars in reserve. Uh, you know, there was, after yeah. the last oil boom, there were problems, and we needed, we needed uh, changes. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I got to tell you, I worked on the ground on, on some of that. With I, I worked on the ground investigating some of those injured workers uh, after the last oil boom, so I know a thing or two about that. Last question. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Andy Peterson, head of the North Dakota, Greater North Dakota Chamber of Commerce, uh, saying uh, me- uh, mental injuries are like measuring jello, basically saying, you know, if we open this door, it's, it's going to be tough. Your response? Well, it's not. I mean, fundamentally, you have professionals that can do this. There's always going to be some if, but like right now, a mental injury, if you have a physical injury associated with it, is supposed to be covered. Uh, you know, th- this is not an insurmountable problem for other states. I don't know why it should be for us. And I know that the Greater North Dakota Association has a policy that whatever's cheapest today right now seems to be what they want. But they're opening up their members to liability and to lawsuit. And uh, it's just a matter of time uh, before we've actually had uh, uh, a Supreme Court ruling that no coverage means no uh, immunity. And we've actually had a majority rule that we don't have a workman's compensation system. So it's been one vote away from the entire thing going down because it's not a legit system anymore. Marvin, we went way over time, but thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, Rob. That's State Representative Marvin Nelson. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. Welcome back. Rob Port here on 970 WDAY AM, 93.1 FM, 701-293-9000, 888-970-9329. Just a couple minutes left. Um, I, I don't know. On, on the workers' comp thing, I, I, I got to say, you know, we've had problems in the past where we have built up the number of people who are are collecting workers' comp. Um, I actually worked as a private investigator for a while on a lot of those cases. And, uh, I mean, it's a tough balance. I mean, workers' comp is essentially insurance that serves, you know, hurt, aggrieved people, uh, but is simultaneously charged by policymakers with keeping rates down so that we can keep uh, you know, a friendly business environment. Those are both priorities. I mean, we want to be fair to people who are legitimately injured on the wall, on the job. 
but on the flip side, we also don't want to create a situation where it is cost prohibitive to do business in the state of North Dakota. We have got to try to pursue both of those priorities at the same time, and it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. Uh, the one thing I don't necessarily know that I buy is that premiums would double or triple if we uh, if we just went to the private sector with this. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure that's the case. But I don't know. It'd be interesting. It's um it's an interesting proposal. I I, I do worry. I I mean, uh, and, and again, on Twitter we have uh, Andy Peterson from the Greater North Dakota Chamber of Commerce basically saying, um, you know measuring mental injuries or like measuring jello right i mean how do you somebody claims to be you know have have gotten some sort of a uh, a mental disorder from doing their job now I, I think certainly if you're talking about ptsd or something like that with a firefighter or a police officer or a first responder uh, you know I, I think most of us would say okay yeah there's some legitimacy there but i mean where does that end i mean what what other sort of mental disorders are, are going to crop up where we're going to have just 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 a flood of this stuff, um, you know. And again, I I have not seen it. Um, Representative Nelson has not put out a proposal on this yet. I mean, we don't have an actual written final draft that's going to be on the ballot. So so maybe a lot of these questions are nebulous until we we get that. But uh, you know, on 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 the whole, I'm I'm a little skeptical of the proposal. But looking forward to the debate as always. Jay Thomas show coming up next. Stay tuned for that. You can always catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday right here on 970 WDAY AM 93.1 FM or of course 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at sayanythingblog.com, North Dakota's most popular political blog. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Something out last night that changed this little